America has been in some form of lockdown for three months, and that means no in-person scientific meetings. And yet, the Association for Research in Vision and Ophthalmology forged forward. We speak with Arvo leadership to hear how it happened. I'm Greg Notstein, that's Scott Kriswanis, and this is New Retina Radio, from Retina Today and Bryn Mawr Communications. The Arvo Board of Trustees had only a few weeks to turn their massive in-person meeting into a virtual symposium that highlighted the year's biggest advancements in ophthalmology research. The executive director of Arvo, Iris Rush, spoke to New Retina Radio about the experience and spelled out what they learned that can be applied to future Arvo meetings. This podcast is brought to you by Genentech Ophthalmology. At Genentech, science is just the beginning of innovation. Together with the ophthalmology community, Genentech is transforming the treatment of retinal disease to give people the vision to live. To learn more, visit gene.com ophthalmology. That's G-E-N-E dot forward slash ophthalmology. The world of eye research was gearing up for the meeting that brings investigators from all walks of ophthalmology together in a single, massive convention, which was set to be held in Baltimore. And then, six weeks before the meeting was scheduled to begin, the COVID-19 pandemic hit, and the ARVO annual meeting, the first major cross-specialty meeting of the year, was canceled. Well, to be more precise, the in-person element of the meeting was canceled. That's right, and the show must go on, so Arvo went virtual. Researchers who had spent countless hours preparing their data for presentation recorded video lectures, which were presented via an on-demand platform so that the virtual attendees could consume their research and build from it. New Retina Radio wanted to know how Arvo, the first U.S.-based global meeting of the year, turned the ship around so quickly, and we wanted to know what this means for the future of in-person meetings. And to get those answers, we spoke with Iris Rush, the executive director of the Association for Research in Vision and Ophthalmology. Ms. Rush spoke with us from her office in the Washington, D.C. area. Ms. Rush, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you very much, Greg and Scott, for having me on the new Retina Radio Show today to talk about this important topic. The ARVO annual meeting was slated to start at the beginning of May. Walk us through the timeline of what happened. Sure. The decision to cancel was made on March the 11th, which was the day that the White House administration announced a ban on travel into the, into the United States. So although we had already begun exploring what a cancellation of our face-to-face meeting would entail, we had limited time to explore and execute a 100% virtual meeting. So one of Arvo's challenges with moving to an abstract-based paper and poster presentation on a virtual platform is that the majority of the research at our meeting includes new science and submitters could be hesitant to put new research online like that. Nonetheless, we we did make the decision quickly to refund all registration costs and provide the option to submit a recorded abstract presentation to all of the first authors. We are continuing our practice of publishing abstracts in our flagship journal, Investigative Ophthalmology and Visual Science, IOVS. We separated that option from um, publishing, which was not contingent to those who wanted to submit a recorded presentation. So you could do one or you could do both. We gave them a, a plenty of options. 
Um, our goal by doing that was to make sure that we were inclusive with both different options to our members to provide authors of abstract abstracts for Arvo's imaging and the eye conference as well, giving them an opportunity to present their, their research. Um, that's a separate meeting from our annual meeting, which is held the day before the annual meeting. But to finalize your question on the timeline, all of the recordings will be available on June the 12th. And what was that decision-making process like? Moving a meeting online in only a few weeks is a massive logistical undertaking, I would assume. The Arvo staff met very, very swiftly, regularly, and um, we were tracking every necessary detail of moving the abstract-based you know, abstract presentations online. Then we mapped out every event, such as our keynote presentations and our award lectures, and um, engaged both our leadership of the board and the speakers in a discussion about presenting online. For the most part, it was the speakers themselves that had determined we would not present the keynotes or the award lectures. Um, our keynotes and our award lectures are of the highest honor to the presenters. And for now, there's a level of prestige that comes with presenting in a face-to-face -face platform. Um, so interestingly, as a global organization, um, having 50% of our membership residing outside of the United States, the exposure is greater for reviewing it in an online environment than in a face-to-face -face one. So time was definitely not on our side. Therefore, this meeting, we focused on abstract-based presentations uh, primarily, and we deferred our award lectures and our events to, to 2021. Um, we have worked hard to determine course, courses that can be shifted to an online environment, and we have a variety of those courses happening throughout the rest of the year. These will take a little bit longer, than our um, expedited presentations from the meeting, but they will be accomplished this year. And was there ever a chance that the meeting would just be outright canceled? Yeah, depending on how one looks at that, our meeting was outright canceled um, to some people, how they look at this, because we refunded all the registration fees. We, we refund exhibitors and sponsor fees and all of our fundraising event fees, absolutely everything. Um, we planned our online abstract presentations to continue moving the science forward during this most challenging time, and we did it for free to give our members um, you know, their voice and their choice. The first phase of online abstract presentations have been rolled out, and they've met some success. What were some of the hurdles you faced when it came to rolling out those online presentations? Right. Um, you know, administratively, the challenges have been developing tips to our members for how to present online and encouraging online chats and dialogue to keep the discussion going. We, we had limited technology challenges because Arvo has been very proactive in establishing an online platform and has been offering online training for several years now. The biggest challenge for Arvo is not the technology or the work that goes behind delivery and execution. It is helping scientists that fear putting their work in an online environment um, could, could hurt their science. And you know, our members are presenting new science and the innovation and the progress that they showcase every year is, is absolutely phenomenal. Um, we need to continue to learn from our members and understand the concerns that they have when they do present online so we can help them be more comfortable doing so while also um, working to protect their discoveries. So if we can improve in this area, online education opportunities that reach a global audience will just, just become limitless. What has the audience response been in general? It's actually been very good. We've received nearly 1,000 recordings, which is approximately 20% of our total abstracts for this particular year. Um, given the time frame we had to work under and the concerns I just expressed on behalf of our members, we are pleased with this number. We think this is a great number. 
Um, we have had nearly 10,000 views on the recordings, which says a lot about the expanded opportunity online versus strictly offering a face-to-face -face, um, meeting where you get maybe 20 to 100 people to attend um, because of the other signs that's scheduled during the same, the, the same exact time slot. We've also had non-members join our online platform through the purchase of access passes, which are $50, uh, just to gain access to the presentations and our um, larger media library. This option has become popular since the presentations have become available from the annual meetings. The larger question looming over all of this concerns how medical and scientific society meetings will run in the future. As the society on the vanguard of moving to a digital platform, what do you think other societies will learn from all of this? Right. Well, Arvo, like many organizations, we've learned a lot this year that we can no longer plan for a face-to-face -face meeting alone. I think that's the number one um, lesson for us all. We must have backup plans and virtual offerings must be ready to launch. Um, there, there are a number of growing external factors that have had a significant impact on the ability to attend these meetings. Um, from travel bans and pandemics to the simple lack of funding that's available for people to attend. So Arvo will be face-to-face -face again, but the logistics of that experience will have to change. Social distancing will require us to rethink everything, and there will have to be um, backup plans for, for hybrid and virtual offerings. Is there the possibility of a hybrid digital slash you know, in-person meeting in the future that is, if in a few years societies start in-person meetings again, might some of what you and other societies learned be applicable? Absolutely. We know people want to be at the meeting, and nothing is going to replace that experience ever. There are people who can't imagine um, missing two Arvos in a row. Um, but for those that cannot be, we're looking into hybrid options for 2021. And um, yeah, we're going to make sure that we have a good experience for our members next year, regardless of the format. Ms. Rush, thanks for speaking with us, and congratulations to you and the Arvo team on a successful meeting. Well, well, thank you very much, Greg and Scott, and again, New Retina Radio for having me. I enjoyed covering this topic with you. Thanks for listening to New Retina Radio. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episodes sent directly to your podcast feed. And if you like what you heard, review New Retina Radio on Apple Podcasts. It really helps your peers find the latest episodes. That's all for now. See you next time. This podcast is supported by Genentech Ophthalmology. Genentech works with the ophthalmology community to advance the understanding of serious eye disease and develop new technologies to transform care. Let's partner in doing more for patients. Learn how at gene.com forward slash ophthalmology. That's G-E-N-E dot -E com forward slash ophthalmology.